On today's Locked on Twins, we are going to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of starting pitching, whether it makes sense to trade for it, sign it, some combination of both. Dave is here with me, and we are going to hit that discussion up right now on Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Across the screen from me, Mr. Dave Brown at Answer Dave Brown. Dave, how are we doing today? We're doing great, Brandon. Thanks for having me back, and uh, we're, we're going to talk some more Twins baseball today, like we do uh, every time we talk about things. Yeah, so um, thanks for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And of course, as part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, again, we encourage you to be active within the show. It's an interactive program. Please feel free to leave comments, questions, queries, conundrums. And we will do our best to address them, be it on the show or in the comments. Love to see you subscribe on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a five-star review. Give us, give us, give us. We're all asking for you to give us things. But no, this is the season of giving. So we beg for you to just be uh, kind to us, be nice to us. Now, with that said, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Jace Case. You're going to have to uh, give me just one second here. I got a, <laughs> I had the wrong read today, Mr. Dave Brown. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com. Well, uh, embarrassing gaps aside, we're here. We're ready to talk about, as I said, the, the twins' pursuit of starting pitching. And before we get too far down that path, Dave, as my script begins to print out now, finally, on one of the vaunted printers behind me. Um, we look at the guys that the Twins are going to have to replace, and it's Sonny Gray, it's Kent Maeda, it's, uh, you know, it, between the two of them, you're almost 300 innings of uh, pretty dang good ball. When you look at either of those two, do you get – any sort of inkling that either one of them might be back with the Twins? Really, the only inkling I I, I see is you know, maybe Maeda, depending on how the rest of the free agent market shakes out. Uh, you know, if he's if he's interested in coming back, you know, I think Sonny's going to be uh, pretty uh, pursued, and I think the Twins will probably try and save some money on that uh, transaction in particular. Uh, so I think if, if of the two, I think it's possible that Maeda, even further removed from his surgery, uh, would be of interest coming back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he continues to age as a non-flamethrower guy who cuts it, has good command and that sort of thing. Obviously, a work in progress last year, but I think he got better for the most part as the season went on. And he kind of strikes me as the kind of pitcher who from this point on will just sign one-year deals until he decides to return um assuming he goes back overseas uh it kind of reminds me a little of Hiroki Kuroda at the end there when he was signing with the Yankees just one up one up one up um so I could see that being the case 
if he gets two years, I really don't think there's any way the Twins go that route. And even Sonny Gray, if you could get him for two years and $50 million, like that's probably going to be the best deal you could get on him in the free agent market that's going to make sense for him to take and for a team to offer. However, I just see no intersection between what he will take and what the Twins are willing to do. So I think he's as good as gone as much as I, you know, he's coming off a Cy Young runner-up finish. I just don't think this Twins team can look at paying him for $25 million, uh, for multiple years and and say, yeah, we want to do that. Right. Well, you know, if you look at uh, how the owners spend money in a given uh, free agent offseason, you know, there have been times and seasons where you could maybe see uh, – a, a person like Gray coming back to the Twins, but if we're if if the you know if the restrictor plates are off, uh, spending again, um, you know even with the the depth of the pitchers available in free agency, uh, you know I I still say that it's it's probably uh, fanciful to expect him to come back to Minnesota. And what's kind of wild is that if I'm not mistaken, the pitcher they traded for him, Chase Petty was like the 26th overall pick. They're going to, in all likelihood, recoup that draft choice or a draft choice between the first and second rounds. That will probably be no more than 10 or 12 picks behind the original pick used to select Petty. So not a bad little uh, two-year fling with Sonny Gray while you launder pitching uh, prospects. In, In general, I don't think you can look at this trade as anything but a positive. You know, uh, a huge positive. It's, it worked out really well. Gray, you know, there there have been uh, moments in his career where, uh, you know, you wondered if he was going to lapse into uh, mediocrity or something less than uh, the, the great prospect that came up, uh, you know, years ago with the A's. And um, I, it's been, uh, you know, the, the Twins have, have, have done several transactions that have really worked out nicely. And that's a a nice point you bring up about the draft pick coming back in the end. So uh, it's a, a kind of a full circle thing. And, you know, when that, that's how teams like the twins like to operate. And uh, it's, mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent efficiency right there. And if I'm not mistaken, he kind of had to shake the Vandy boys uh, Vanderbilt stink off him. Cause there was a stretch where Vanderbilt pitchers got hurt more than often. I know rice was one of them, but I thought Vandy too had a stretch where, they couldn't keep pitchers healthy and, you know, Sonny Gray's slight build. Nevertheless, um, coming out of New York the way he did for him to get back to where he was, he deserves all of his flowers. So if we assume pretty safely that Sonny Gray has two feet out the door, Kenta has one, maybe one and a half, you, you start kind of assessing what the path looks like to replacing those innings. And you can't, it's like Moneyball. You can't replace the home runs and the RBIs. You replace the innings because you play the same number of innings every night and you need pitchers to throw those. And so the trick is going to be really locking in on do they want two guys? Do they want three guys to add? Do they bring back everybody and just add one big guy? Do they add three small guys? Like, I think the the outcome that would beat you over the head like if you were watching Family Guy and it was telling you jokes, I think the outcome would be, well, why not sign free agents? Because then you don't have to trade any of your prospects. You're not losing anything other than money, which we never saw that money in the first place. You know, if we watch Emmanuel Rodriguez play um, in Fort Myers, you can you can have that experience and then lose it. 
the cash doesn't mean anything to you. So in theory, you're thinking, yeah, free agency, let's go that route. But um, you're paying market price. Guys are already of a certain age because of how long they've been in the game to get to free agency. So they either have the mileage that goes with it or they have the length of time throwing that many pitches. Nevertheless, um, can you explain why uh, free agency isn't the slam dunk that people would think it is based on this? Because um, I think there's quite a few holes that actually make it more likely that they'll trade than it is to sign a free agent. Well, the one thing that's uh, you have to consider is I, I saw this. Uh, I can't place the source. And it's a guesstimate on the, the part of uh, the, the thing that I read. But you hit on free agents. You're, you're, it's a success about half the time, maybe a little yeah. bit more. So there's a, a bunch of there's a lot of percentage of failure in there. It's sort of why you know you just you go out in one off season or whatever and you spend money and it doesn't, it doesn't work, and then you don't ever do it again. Well, you're not really that's that's a waste. Um, you know, it takes more. Um, you know, if if you want to call it a gamble, you want you you need to have more bites at the apple than that. So yeah. um, that's why when you talk about signing two, three guys, you know, building in the possibility that one is or two of them aren't going to turn out the way you want. That's the biggest thing. I mean, there's yeah. lots of other reasons, too, but the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That, you know, it is a little bit of a guessing game, um, kind of like uh, the draft. It's funny with yeah. these players that, that with all the service time, you think you know what you're getting. You don't necessarily all the time. So uh, it, it is dangerous to uh, put all your uh, your eggs in that basket and expect it to hit every time. So, And if you look at, um, this is maybe getting around your question a little bit, but when you look at how the, the Twins got Pablo Lopez last year, they made a trade. They mm-hmm. didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a free agent deal. You kind of, I mean, that's kind of, that, that trade is, is golden for, for both sides. It's, it's really worked out. But you kind of are looking for that next, if, if it's not the, the quality of a Pablo Lopez, it's something almost where you maybe you move a piece that you don't need for a player who uh, maybe has a little bit of room to grow that your your coaches can get at and coach up a little bit. Um, that's It's tempting to do that too. And yeah. you, if you did it with Lopez, maybe you can do it with the next guy. So that's, that's a couple of reasons why you don't necessarily all go all free agent. Well, we're going to take a quick second here. We're going to pause. When we come back, though, I'm going to ask you about, you know, the merits of going and getting guys, ha- having them in your system or your your ecosystem, uh, and then getting a feel for how you can coach them up and then extending them like they did Pablo Lopez. But before we do that, a message from our friends at Jace Medical. And yeah, so our friends at Jace Medical would love for you to know that uh, we spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins, and we mean us and the fans, uh, on who wins, who loses, who starts, who sits. We're thankful for that connection we have with our listeners. And today, we want our listeners to have this chat be a little more personal. We just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications, and that means you realize that... um, You can bring on extended travel, the next natural disaster, supply chain issues, and you're covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Viagra, Cialis, Revatio, any of those prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Now go online right now at jacemedical.com. Get your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Just remember to use the promo code 
locked on at checkout for a discount as well. Verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half just to save them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit, and now I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code Locked On. All right, we're rolling into the bullpen here, second segment. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. And if you haven't heard yet, now you will, that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, um, when it comes to pitching, my theory is this, Dave. Um, if you're going to hand out big contracts, it should be younger pitchers, obviously. That's no-brainer. But I like the idea of guys you develop doing that with, uh, guys who you know the intimate medical history of. For instance, Jose Barrios with the Twins would have made sense on a long-term extension if they could have agreed on the term, it was the length that was a sticking point. And so therein lies the rub. He gets traded and um, that's that. But uh, I just, I, I, I don't like the concept of paying big money and years for starters and free agency. And it doesn't mean that it's, um, it doesn't work out again. Like you said, there's a percentage of those that do. And the twins would not be kicking themselves if they had found a way to sign Zach Wheeler that offseason instead of Josh Donaldson. Now, um, with that said, it's uh, I just I, I can't wrap my brain around the concept of big money in free agents uh, at starting pitcher. And I the a primary reason is why I don't think I can see this front office doing it. So I don't really give myself much time to consider, uh, you know, if they're going to make a big play for. Uh, Aaron Nola, for instance, I, I'm not even letting myself really have the mental energy for that. Um, where, where do you stand on how you would approach free agent starting pitchers if uh, if it was your job as a GM? I mean, I probably would be afraid uh, of big, you know, huge long term deals that are a lot of money. I mean, um, it, it's uh, it is it is easier to uh, to picture yourself if you wanted to be a general manager of a baseball team uh, in, a, in, a, in a bigger market where they're able and willing to uh, make mistakes and uh, where, where you have other revenue streams or you have other uh, talent streams, you know, a place like the Dodgers that develops their minor league players so well. And um, you know, you can go out and, and make some big bids on some free agents and hit, hit some and miss some, but you have other, avenues of getting talent. So it's a, it's much easier tightrope to walk. Um, but, you know, that said, uh, there are some guys, you know, uh, Shohei not coming to Minnesota, uh, right. Yoshinobu not coming to Minnesota, Blake Snell, Blake probably Snell. not Nola. Yeah. We talked about Sonny already. Jordan Montgomery's probably, you know, 
not. That'd but, probably be the uh, same. Like, yeah. Right. Kershaw, you know, maybe the Dodgers or the uh, the Rangers. But you look at Eduardo Rodriguez, Lucas yep. Giolito, Luis yep. Severino, mm-hmm. Seth Lugo, uh, the, uh, the Cuban uh, expatriate, uh, Yariel Rodriguez, uh, someone like James Paxton, Nick Martinez. What about Jack Flaherty? I'm afraid of his shoulder. He hasn't. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Like the idea that he's 28 and has been a stud not that long ago. I mean, within the last few years. I mean, you can, I don't know. He kind of is on like that uh, Dylan Bundy trajectory where he just kind of never really gets to, or maybe, you know, he got to a level and he never gets back there. Because it's not like Dylan Bundy is particularly old and he's, I mean, he's available too. Um, at least physically, maybe not emotionally. Um, but yeah, I start kind of looking at that next tier down. I think the ceiling for who they would target is Jordan Montgomery. And I think it's because, and I think our, our good friend Jeff Passan wrote about his uh, like just destructive breaking ball, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could see the twins saying, listen, we think we could turn him into a strikeout per inning guy with just one tweak. Um, not crazy mileage on his arm. Right. I think he could be the the kind of like the top of the market for where they'll shop. And if he's getting a hundred plus million, I just, I don't see that happening with the twins. And talk is that he's gonna get yeah. that much. So I, I don't know that, that he's going to be an option just for, for that reason. I but, feel like the Patrick Corbin deal might be like a bear, a barometer there, or like a, you get to five years or six years and 120, 125 million pretty fast if you are a respectable pitcher who isn't 33 years old. Right. And you talk about a deal that has not really worked out at all for the team. Patrick Corbin, I mean, is a, is a, a, a cautionary tale in, for that kind of thing. Uh, you know, not a free agent, but uh, exactly. But, you know, giving big money to pitchers is a, can be a risky business. I think, yeah. you know, you, you look at uh, somebody like Nick Martinez, James Paxton, Seth Lugo uh, as, as, transformed into a good starting pitcher last year or Eric Fetty coming back from overseas too. I can see that being a thing, right? That's uh, you know, kind of in a miles Michaelis sort of, yep. uh, Colby Lewis. Yes. That, that kind of path. So, uh, there are guys, you know, if the, the twins uh, want to pursue a trade, they could do that. If the twins want to add one or two, uh, starting pitchers that aren't going to break the bank, there's a group of 10 or so that from, yep which to choose that they could do that and be in a, a similar uh, advantageous position to where they were last year with their starting pitching. So it is possible I'm, to do. I'm going to run through a, a list of a couple starters. I just kind of want to get a vibe for if you think it makes sense for the twins to go after them. We can, we can workshop concepts of what we think it would take to sign them. And then if it would make sense, Michael Waka is someone I cannot get a read on. I have no idea how good he is. And I feel like if you were to believe, you know, he was great with St. Louis and then he kind of hit a lull there and he seems to be kind of coming back. I I almost wonder if Jack Flaherty is going to follow a similar path. And I don't just mean because of the Cardinal connection there, but just, um, you know, guys kind of have to reinvent themselves once they're not kids anymore. Um, Waka's 32. So, I mean, he's probably would like to get a three-year deal. Um, but he didn't get one a year ago. So is he going to get one now? I, you know, if budgets are reducing, maybe not. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him, but at age 32, uh, I'd be at least interested in hearing what he is asking for. 
uh, you, you you mentioned the phrase reinventing. He's uh, he's somebody that's definitely done that since he broke in with the Cardinals a bunch of years ago. He did. He you know, he had gone several seasons uh, yeah. with with poor production and injuries and injury adjacent type uh, performances. And uh, coming off last year, I would certainly be more uh, welcoming to someone like that than I would have been a couple of years earlier. So uh, Waka is definitely a possibility. Um, you know, I don't, I think a three-year deal is probably what he's going to get. Um, and I, I think the twins could afford that. So that's a, that's a guy who I, I would, uh, you know, he's not at the top of my list, but he's on the list. So if I were to set an over under at three years and 48 million, what do you have for, um, for Waka there? You think he's over that mark? Maybe a little bit, maybe 50 maybe 52. Okay, so if you can get him or Flaherty at that number, which are you preferring? I probably, think it's Waka. Probably Waka. Like I said, Flaherty has had shoulder issues, and shoulder issues are scarier than elbow. For sure. And it's just uh, it's hard to, uh, you know, I want to see, you know, Waka, I've seen him come out of it and be effective again, at least for a while, to a degree. Flaherty, mm-hmm. we're sort of waiting. Has he hit bottom yet? How long is the bottom? So um, he, he's not there yet. Flaherty's definitely a one-year deal kind of thing, and uh, I would not necessarily count on it being a productive year. So maybe two years, you know, one with an option or something like yeah. that. Well, and uh, that's just it. I don't care if you break your elbow, but your shoulder is uh, – that's problems. That's that's issues. Um, Marcus Stroman. I don't, I don't know if the market's going to be as robust as he's expecting. Yeah, he ended up opting out, which uh, doesn't strike anybody else though. At the be- well, at the beginning of the season, uh, you people were expecting him to opt out because uh, he had been pitching so well, but he really lost it uh, in the second half of the season, even before that, and it was not uh, you know going great for the Cubs. Um, so I, you know he's he's rolling the dice a little bit that the market's going to be robust, and he's going to at least get what he had before with a few more years uh, guaranteed. So um, I, I, you know, I'd like to see him throw. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm kind of down on Marcus right now. So. I feel like he would be angling for like four years at 20 plus million to start. And I just don't see it. Not the way he finished the season. I don't, I don't no. give him that money. Um, Luis Severino to me is the quintessential twins target. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, uh, showed a lot more life on his pitches. Um, you you still have to worry about, you know, you, you put a, maybe a lot of incentives in the deal. You don't make the deal too long. You yeah. don't necessarily worry about, uh, you worry about the money, but you worry about that last. Uh, I would definitely take a chance on him before I would Stroman at this point, considering yeah. what you're probably going to have to give him. Would you have any interest in Sean Manaya at this point? The strikeouts are there. The walks are actually not that bad. Uh, kept the homers in check. But we're just kind of a swing in this year for the Giants. I don't know. I mean, how much do you think it matters if you have one lefty, two lefties, three lefties in your rotation? If you have five righties versus four righties and a lefty and the lefty doesn't embarrass himself, does it really matter? Because if it does at all, if you have any reason to believe at all, um, that might be a spot to snag a cheap lefty, uh, him or, I mean, I don't know, maybe Alex Wood. 
I'm not sure. Wood's a bit cranky Ryan, at this point. I like uh, I have liked Manaya before. Uh, yep. Early in the season, not so good. And toward the end of the season, seemed to get it back on track a little bit uh, in and out of the rotation. I think I believe. Um, I think we're, we're talking about guys who are on the list who I'm not necessarily that excited about right now. But right. Um, he's he's a guy that you could get. Remember, San Francisco is a pretty good. I mean, they, they've tweaked it a little bit, but it's a really good pitcher's park. So you got to look closely at uh, you know what which numbers are which. And right. why he's got certain numbers, and what what might they be at a neutral park or or worse for pitchers? Well, they've they've had a reputation for getting the best out of guys too. It's why guys go there in the first place. But then, can they bring that with him? You know, Kevin Gaussman obviously was able to leave there and do just fine for himself, both financially and on the mound. But um, you know, guarantee of anything. Uh, let's let's finish up here with some trade discussions. Um, when you're trying to identify teams to trade with at this point of the offseason, I mean, basically you go to the standings and dig up, right? Like dig up, stupid. Um, you know, who do the Royals have that might be interesting? I like Brady Singer, but um, I don't know. Uh, I like Reese Olsen from the Tigers, but the Tigers aren't going to trade him because the Tigers are on the upswing. It gets hard. It gets really difficult because then it's like, who the heck do the Rockies have that you want? Nobody ever. Right. Not, not technically true, but um, – Trade, that's why trading is so funny right now, though, is if the Twins have these self-imposed or whatever budget limits, uh, there's the dog. I knew he was going to jump in here. Um, if they do, then a trade might be the route, as in, you know, trade prospects, get a guy who's got some control, uh, get a feel for if you really like him, like his motion like that, and then extend him. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're... I still think they're going to try to do the thing where they make someone a better version of themselves. Yeah. Um, Frankie Montas was the original target there and it spawned an incredible meme in twins Twitter called where Frankie. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that, but I didn't see that, but I get the sense though, that there'll be someone like that this off season. Um, I would campaign for Brady Singer just because I believe in the stuff. The numbers haven't necessarily been there, but I like, um, Make sure I get the right Keller. Mitch Keller from the Pirates. Uh, Pirates seem to be going nowhere, especially now with Johan Oviedo having his arm barking at him. Uh, but other than that, like it can be kind of hard to identify teams who are going to be willing to trade pitching. Again, we don't know about Miami. I would target them for sure. Uh, still need offensive help. But when you think about who makes sense as a trade target, do you make a list at the beginning of the offseason and then it maybe changes as the offseason goes? Or do you have a pretty good idea, do you think, uh, at the outset? Yeah, I think you make a good point about how things change depending on circumstances for uh, free agency, uh, you know, who's getting long deals there um, and other deals that teams make. You know, the, the Atlanta and the White Sox kind of surprised everybody last night with a trade with Aaron Bummer leaving the White Sox, going to uh, the Braves for Soroka and uh, Jordan Schuster and like seven other guys. So things like that shake I up. Said, I think you said Jordan Schuster isn't like Jordan Schusterman. <laughs> right. Exactly. Is it James Schuster? What's that? What's the Schuster's real name? Is it Isn't James? It, I thought it was Jordan. I don't think so. It's not Jared. Jared Schuster. Jared. Right. And I got him mixed up with Jordan Schusterman, who uh hasn't he been breaking news this offseason? Yeah, uh, doesn't I think he got in trouble for it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. 
Or was that uh, that was um, the other guy of Cespedes BBQ, uh, Jake? Everybody loves Jake. Right, Jake uh, anyway, well, we anyway, but um, yeah, and I, I I messed up Jordan uh, Jared's name. That's uh, now it's messed me up. There, there's one guy out there you haven't mentioned uh, who's pretty obvious, and that's uh, Paul Blackburn on the on the athletics. Actually, uh, you know what? I've, I I did an entire segment on him about a week ago. So okay. maybe you should have been on the show before. Like maybe you should have joined the show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's interesting no. and he's going nowhere. What's I'm sorry. You cut out there. No, no, no. He's interesting, but he, he's, he's going nowhere with Oakland. So yeah, no, oh. I, I thought I, you meant like, they're not trading him that kind of going nowhere, but you mean yeah, like, no, no he's not like, advancing he's in his us. career. Uh, you know, that's the guy, Paul Blackburn. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. He, he's, he reminds me of like, if everything went right with Kevin Slowey or you yeah. know, one of those twins guys from about 11 years ago, he, I can't believe that he hasn't been on the twins yet. He's, he's, he seems like a guy that would be in their rotation. Um, he would be, you know, and you could give the A's, it's not like the A's, the, the A's need anything. So yeah. uh, a place to play a minor league depth, uh, the twins certainly could give up something for him and he doesn't have a lot of tread on his arm. Uh, you know, he's also a guy, I think, I don't know for a fact that he hasn't been uh, designated for assignment ever in his life, but it seems like maybe that happened once. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're looking for a, a guy who's kind of already done the dead cat bounce and is uh, kind of on his way up. He's, he's one guy, another guy who I've always liked, sometimes without any good reason, is Nick Pavetta. Uh, You'll see what the Red Sox are up to with him, but that's a guy more established than than Blackburn that you could put, you know, as a fourth starter and be really happy with and get a lot of innings out of. End of the season, had some problems at the beginning of the season, but ended on a great, uh, uh, you know, a flurry of of great starts. Uh, You know, those, those are two guys there. And of course, uh, the Mariners have like an extra guy, an extra great prospect that everybody wishes they have. They don't have room for all of them. Bryce yeah. Miller or Brian Wu or somebody like that. Woo! Exactly. And that would you imagine up. Brian Wu in the city that Ric Flair went to college? I mean, oh it just makes it makes too much sense. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi is a guy who I've always liked uh, from a stuff standpoint. He kind of put it together a little better this year. I think he's always going to give up homers. Um, Hyunjin Ryu is another guy, I think, as a free agent as opposed to a trade. But um, one thing I want to ask you, and then we'll get out of here. Do you think the trade market could be a little funny with the number of respectable pitchers available? Like, if you're in an offseason where Wade Miley, perfectly solid big league starter, right? You probably get 120, 140 innings of 3.95 ERA and eight strikeouts and three and a half walks, you know, just very normal numbers is maybe like you could probably justify them anywhere from 15th to 25th on the power rankings. Right. Right. So trading could be tricky and it might lead or lend itself to waiting. I'm interested to see though, because, you know, we're seeing trades because of the non-tender deadline. I'm just, I'm not sure how to really try to forecast the storm ahead of us because of all these variables. Right. So then you you look at uh, maybe other variables, Uh, you know, with the A's, they are trying to just they're stripping it down to like a gasoline can. And that's it. You know, if if they were like a a helicopter or something. Oil can, boy. Exactly. I mean, they don't want anything left. I mean, you know, why have any 
he's a Blackburn's a free agent, I think, in two, maybe three years. Um, you'll get something now for him. Yeah. Uh, so players like Miller and Wu are really good prospects. You're going to get a lot for them. Someone like Nick Pavetta, maybe you're not going to get so much. And maybe the, the list of trade partners is short. So maybe yeah. there's like three or four guys there who uh, you would have to give up something uh, substantial. But there's, like you said, there's a lot of other guys who are kind of like, well, maybe they're not, maybe they don't get tendered or maybe even if they do get tendered, they're, they're not that desirable anyway. And uh, yeah. they're not going to be that valuable in, in the trade. So uh, there's a few guys as far as the trade market goes, where you're going to have to give up something, but there's going to be a lot of guys too, where I think it's going to, they're going to come pretty cheap. And if you pick your targets, well, you might come up with something uh, yeah. in the bargain bin. Yeah. You know, if you find a brewery, you really like pick a brewer, any brewer, just not <laughs> Bernie Brewer um, or Corbin Burns, which is very close to Brewer. Uh, no, it's not. Um, well, that's pretty much a wrap. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of, interesting secondary tier targets um you know will they bring in someone who's been hurt bring back tyler malley um i don't think they're going to do the lance lynn dance again but uh, eric lauer i'll end it on that i think eric lauer could be interesting absolutely dreadful season but uh, again if you want a lefty you want a cheap lefty and you want one who has been decent not that far in the past i don't know eric lauer made my list a couple of weeks ago uh i'm gonna i said the twins should trade for him he got DFA'd before he could be non-tendered. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But hey, Dave, thank you so much for taking time on your Friday night. Um, we'll come back Monday rested, refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to talk about the Twins tendering most of their guys, but not all of them. How does that sound? Sounds great, Brandon. Look forward to it. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much. He's Dave Brown at Answer Dave Brown. I'm Brandon Warren. Unfollow me at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. And we'll see you next time. This is Locked On Twins.